Welcome to Driftless Drinks, episode one. My name is Mark. I'm John. Today we're talking seasonal beers. Founders Canadian Breakfast Stout is on the menu, as well as Surly's Grind Core Coffee Espresso Milk Stout. Let's get after it. So we'll kick off this episode of Driftless Drinks, the podcast about beer and libations from and found in the Driftless area. Uh, just kind of talking about what we're trying to do here. I think it's important that Mark and I kind of express that we're not here to tell you what beers are good, what beers are bad, uh, what beers you're going to like and which ones you aren't. That's just not part of this game, right? Right. So we're here to tell you what we like, what we think is good, maybe what we think is bad, but generally speaking... Just what's coming across our palate. Right. And we're not just going to sit and talk about it because you don't want to listen to us just yammering on about the beers that we like. We don't. We're going to try this in real time on mic. And in some cases, it's going to be a beer that I haven't tried, but Mark has. And in some cases, it's going to be a beer that Mark has tried, but I haven't tried, which is going to be the case in this episode. Uh, we're going to talk about Founder CBS, which I haven't tried before. Right. And I've, I've had a hang up about it's It's a maple beer, right? Right. It's a maple beer? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's actually, that was a question. They okay. can't answer. You can. See, that's oh. the whole thing. Oh, that's my role. I got it. All right. Well, welcome back to Driftless Drinks. Here we are. What are we talking about today, Okay, John? <laughs> what would you like to try that's in my fridge this All right. afternoon? So this is the segment that we're, we're calling, here, try this. Okay. Where one of us introduces the other one into a beer they haven't had. And you've been talking to me for quite a while about this CBS and- all I know is it has something to do with maple, and <laughs> I've been afraid of maple for a while. Not maple in general, but maple and beer, because I've been I've been bit before. You know, you get bit by the maple bug. I yeah yeah that's and, a bummer. Yeah, and those trees are mean. Really. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, every once in a while, I'll try a beer that's got maple in it, and it's too heavy. I don't care for it. Um, one that. Uh, uh, a friend of mine gave me, don't even remember the name because I tried to strike it from my brain because I, I, I tried it. It was like, I could, I could be sucking on a bottle of Aunt Jemima. Oh, right. And yeah. the last thing I want is, you know, to go for a nice beer experiment experience and end up having, you know, Aunt Jemima's head in my mouth. I just not, not a cool, thing. not a fan of that, not a fan of that. Yeah. So I have since, however, had one beer made by Dogfish Head, their 75 minute IPA that has maple in it. I loved the beer. I thought it was a really good beer. Didn't get a lot of maple flavoring out of it. So, you know, I'm still skittish about this. So, yeah, so tell I, me about the CBS. I here. think the key with the maple beers is that they actually use maple or a derivative of actual maple syrup and not trying to feed you Aunt Jemima, which is a bunch of sugar, high fructose corn syrup, and then some sort of flavoring agent, right? Right. Which right. is what some of them end up being. Because they want to knock you out with it. You know, I want this little kid at the breakfast table kind of thing going on with the sweetness or whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, back to the CBS. As you may or may not know, I'm a huge fan of the Founders Brewery in Michigan. Mm -hmm. They do some delightful beers. Their high gravity stuff is generally speaking amazing and on point. Um, and the CBS is kind of an evolution of their uh, breakfast stout line. So. From what I know about the CBS, and we may have to head to the internet to uh, to uh, corroborate what I'm about to say here. But um, what, it, wait a minute, you're saying we're not experts in this? You're saying uh, we're, no, not, we're no, not we're I, not professionals? I'm generally uh, no. Okay. 
That's precisely. I would I would saying. agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, all disclaimers aside, um, Founders does great stuff. This is a uh, they have a beer uh, that's a I want to say it's a year round. Their breakfast out. It's amazing. Um, what they did was made an imperialized version of that and started aging it uh, in bourbon barrels, and they call that their Kentucky breakfast out. Beerheads know it as KBS. And what they've done since then is taken that same imperialized formula. And they uh, found bourbon barrels that had housed maple syrup and okay. decided that once those barrels were empty, they were going to repurpose them for aging uh, their imperialized stout in. And the result of that is Founders Canadian Breakfast Stout, better known as CBS, seasonal beer. Um, it's been getting easier and easier to get throughout the Midwest. Um, and this is probably the second year that I've seen it here on the left coast of Wisconsin. All right. So I, so I'm looking at the bottle here yep. and there's a horse yes. that has, I don't believe the, the horse front. is in it. The horse, the horse is not in the beer. No, no it is no, not. I would, no, I wasn't supposed, uh, I wasn't supposing that, but to my recollection, I've actually seen this beer in the store with a rider on the horse. Oh, so I'm wondering if. If maybe there's another, maybe I've seen it differently, or maybe each year they're coming out with one. Could is be. That, is, like, is this something that I'd want to like try to age for a while, or is or is this not? Oh gonna- yeah, I, I think with a lot of the founders, high gravity beers um, aging is uh, encouraged. Okay. Um, on the back wall over here, we've got some KBS from various uh, vintages, and they're all delightful. But it does help with the KBS that I'm aware of to give it like. Six months to 18 months just oh, sitting. Really? Okay. Yeah, it helps age it along. And it, it, the end result is a little more meldy of flavors. Sometimes with these big beers, when you get them fresh, they can be a little bit separated. But this is a 2018 vintage, I believe. So we can get right after that whenever you're ready. Oh, there's the t- – yeah, see, a lot of the times – that's the nice thing is that a lot of them – a lot of the, the breweries have figured out that some of us are keeping the beer longer because it wasn't the best when it first came out. And – and so they're putting the year on in that one. I, I couldn't see the year at first, but it's down there. Yep. So, okay. Well, all right. Now, do I you have to do the honors here. Um, no, I'm going to let you do all it. All right. So, the, the thing with the, uh, I have had the KBS before you mentioned that one. And there she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, oh, minor sounds- hiss. Nothing's, nothing's coming up, which is good. <laughs> well, didn't you explode. don't. No, it didn't explode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, okay, this one isn't bottle conditioned, but sometimes when you get a bottle conditioned beer, you end up with, you know, they'll overprime it and, or it'll right. be mishandled. Because a lot of times they're, you know, a few breweries hose the, the priming issue. Right, right. And Are then you, it explodes out of the container the yeah, second yeah. that it's now, open. I'm, which I've actually had happen when, when I've brewed beer and I've seen a pretty, I believe six foot spout came out of the bomber that Fantastic. I, yeah, it was, was that some kind of record or no, it was sad because it was really good beer going up in the air. <laughs> so I guess it's hard it, to quantify. It, 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 it made me sad. Yeah. <laughs> turned into a gas. All right. So yeah, so we've got a nice, so it's just like I would expect. It's nice and dark. So I'm okay. I'm I don't want to turn away from my, yeah. So nice and dark. Yeah, I think if you hold it up to the light, so I can better explain this, you will not see anything through it. This is a black hole of beers. <laughs> it swallows light and it, everything around it. It is. Okay, but but in, in doing that and talking about that, uh, a beer I had recently, it was a Christmas beer, and I don't want to mention it because um, they're, they're selling 12-ounce. This particular Christmas beer was being sold 
in 12 ounce singles for 20 bucks. Yeah. And 20 bucks Jeez. for the beer that I had should have been, you know, at least it should have been a really good bomber is what it should have been. And, but when I poured that, the, the foam around the outside, because none of these are going to cut a really heavy head. I mean, you're not going to get right. a big head out of these, which you don't really want with a, with, like I said, a high gravity beer. But this one has got this l- very light tan kind of foam, whereas that one had really dark one, like somebody had whipped chocolate, you know what I oh. mean? So it was, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of iffy. So, all right. So it's got a nice color to it. Yeah. It's, it's got I'm a, just going to get after this here. It's got a nice, nice aroma to it, to it. Now we're not going to use terms like yeah. legs and crap like that, really. Cause I like legs. This ain't, um, well, I do too, but this isn't wine. So yeah, on the nose, you can smell the booze, right? Oh gosh, yeah. Um, but you're also smelling some of that bourbon barrel, that residual bourbon barrel from after the the uh, maple. Oh, definitely. Has yeah, been in it. I'm get I'm getting the bourbon out of that. And so here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I've learned this about some of these some of these heavier beers. It's good to take a swallow first, and then you've kind of got the you got you know back back of your yeah. throat, whatever. You're getting a little bit of that as well exactly. as you're getting the nose. Yep. So. And you can almost no, yeah. you can almost piece it together as it's sitting on your palate and falling down. Yeah. Okay. So now now having had a had a healthy sip of that, who am I kidding? Healthy sip is a drink. Um, <laughs> I get the maple. I get the maple, but I'm but like in a good way. You know, I, I don't feel like I'm filleting an Anjumaya bottle. Thankfully, mm. not that that's ever happened. I'm speculating. I'm not here to judge. I, I know. I know. I know. You're you're good that way. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. I would. I, I'm. I'm good with this. <laughs> no. I, I am. And now I'm also. Not only am I smelling the booze, but I'm tasting the booze out of that one. Yep. So. And I believe this is one of these deals, right? When you buy something like this, if you sit it on a nice, cool shelf in a dark place. For a few months, mm-hmm. up to a year, maybe even 18 months or so. I think that's where the flavors combine, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm getting out of this thing, this thing is massive, um, extremely viscous. You can <laughs> see the uh, the oil in the glass. It's almost like drinking a bourbon yeah. right? when you yeah, roll definitely. it around in here. Um, but what I get out of this one is whatever they're using for their Imperial Stout base is amazing. Like I just – I I want to drink the white dog of that. Um, but after they put it in the maple barrels, you can taste where the maple and the bourbon has kind of come together, but I feel like the barrel hasn't quite fully met the beer yet. Right. That's sort of where I'm at. There's still a little bit of a separation in here. Right, and I right, think right. that's because it's a recent vintage. It's fairly young right out of the bottle. And I really, 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 and, and honestly, I'm going to grab one of these tomorrow and I'm going to stick it back here until next winter because i think that is going to be on point amazing um but i really do enjoy the uh the hint of maple that you get with it it's not sweet it's not sticky it uh it tastes like the aftertaste of real maple syrup on pancakes yeah and i'm enjoying that greatly because it pairs really well with the barrels so yeah and i think that that's that's the thing that makes it better than that i'm finding better than it sounds like we're plugging this. You know, not a sponsor, by the way. Yeah, don't um, go out and buy any of it. Yeah. I want the rest of it. So please yeah, don't <laughs> leave it alone. <laughs> leave it alone, and I will drink it. This this is a beer for laying down and avoiding. Yeah, <laughs> to quote Python. 
you may. Uh, yeah. Well, I got to, you know, give credit where credit is due. So I, yeah, you, I guess the thing that is really surprising me is that as soon as somebody says maple, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to hit me in the face and it's going to be real forward. And I get that. Cause you get that. And that, those are the two competing. There's some chocolate in there mm-hmm. and I'm, there's almost a, almost with, with smelling it at the, at the same time, I'm, there's almost like a, like an old blueberry kind of back end. To oh, it. Right. I mean, you know so what I mean? Pulling that little bit of uh, like heavy fruit. Yeah. To th- it. Yeah. That's exactly it. And it's, so it's like not a blueberry per se, but that would be close to it. Maybe. Yeah. So maybe like a, almost a plum kind of yep. thing going on there. Yep. I can totally hmm. see that. There is that little bit of plumminess and you know, the founders makes an Imperial stout that I think is just absolutely wonderful as far as Imperials go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one also has a little bit of that raisiny plumness hiding, lurking beneath the layers <laughs> of the rest of that beer. And that, it, it, it's one more layer of interesting with that one. And mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of that in this one as well. Yep. I, okay. I will tell you, I will tell you since, since you started talking about the CBS, I'm like, yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> um, I get it, <laughs> but, but no, I mean, this would. All right, I'm I'm stumbling over words because it is surprisingly good, and the thing that's really throwing me off with it is I'm digging the maple, and I'll tell you the reason I'm digging it is because I'm a big bourbon fan, and one of the overtone flavors I like out of a good bourbon is that if it's giving me some maple, oh yeah, if it's giving me some maple back. Now that's just a, a normal thing that happens in bourbon, depending on how they how they've made it, and I, I mean, so they're not actually so, adding maple to do it. Do you have any? Um bourbons on the top of your head that uh, do that for you oh yeah so elijah craig immediately all right yep. all right um, yep. the they're they're uh elijah craig it used to be the elijah craig 12 and now it's there's a small batch oh there's a small batch yeah oh, yes, small yes. batch so that's the one i've been buying because i like the price point um exactly but yeah that one has that one has some maple that i like it i, I like quite a bit in a, out of it and I can see where you're talking about the maple and the bourbon in this particular – in the CBS. is kind of like a Venn diagram. And it's a good crossover, but eventually she's going to be just a full moon. Um, and that's going to take – it's about two years. It's a Venn diagram Scott Walker could understand. <laughs> Sorry, local uh, Wisconsin. Local Wisconsin. Sure, Who? Wait, I don't remember that yeah. guy. We, we'll send a picture He's not on here. Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so before we stop talking, one last question about the CBS. What yeah. is the ABV on this, the alcohol by volume? Uh, well, I can grab the bottle. I want to say it's right around 12%, though. It's, uh, oh, so, so we should uh, drink three of them and call it a night. Yeah, 11.6 mm. on the bottle. That's not um, too bad. I would, I would, that's a good one to split with somebody. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine drinking this bomber alone. I think, uh, <laughs> I think we'd have some difficulty. Oh, ye, uh, ye of little imagination. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure one could make it happen. Yeah, I, just, you know, I don't know if the consequences are exactly desired, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's a big beer and it's meant to be shared. And I think that's why we get it in Bombers. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of the fun thing about Bombers. It's like, well, you're going to need a buddy for this one. So yep. it's perfect yeah. for that. So, Mark, thank you very much for introducing me to the CBS. I This is going to be part of my repertoire. Uh, repository, however you pronounce that. I yeah, really I think it's I could pronounce that before we repository. started drinking it. Repository. Yep, that's how so. we do. All right. Thank um, you, sir. Absolutely, sir. And I'm glad that I'm able to turn you on to a maple beer that you don't find annoying or cloying. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks.
All right, so as we're sipping on the last of the of the uh, CBS that's in our glass, we're we, we haven't There's pounded the more. haven't plounded the the bomber yet. Plounded. Plounded. We haven't plounded the. Bu- <laughs> it's all right. It's I'm not, not going um, our heads either. Nice thing. Neither of us is driving home, home, folks. Don't worry about that. Um, I'm already there. I know. Um, short drive. Short drive. <laughs> it's like like me to crazy. All right. So <laughs> one of the things that 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 I want to talk about here is something that you keep bringing up, and it's something that I kind of I really admire about your beer knowledge on this whole thing. No. Oh, and man. that is seasonal beer so if we're talking about so if we're talking about seasonal beers uh, really the reason it's seasonal these days because because we have a world economy that um we can get most of the ingredients that we need from somewhere right like if you can't get a tomato locally you can get it you know from from someplace you know south of the border or you can get it from you know some stuff from overseas and you're gonna get you're gonna get that so when these when the makers um, come out with these beers it's not because the ingredients are now available seasonally you know, like the Bach made in the fall because that's where you, you've got, you've got that particular um, those particular grains and you can get that that kind of mixture, but it's really kind of tradition, isn't it? I mean, it's more of yeah. a like okay, so we're coming into winter, so we're going to release these. So it this being recorded, you know, soon after the the turn of the turn of the new year, right? So what what kind of beers are we getting in the in the winter? We know we're going to get some some heavier ones, right? Yeah. A lot of uh, winter spiced ales, um, cinnamon, nutmeg, kind of being heavy on some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we get a lot of? I'd say a lot of stouts and porters, things along those lines. You know, heavier beers kind of coincide with winter. I guess I don't know why. And like you're saying, it may be a traditional thing. And now we associate those seasons with those mm-hmm. styles. Um, or yeah. maybe it's, you know, in in the interest of like IPAs and stuff, it, those were brewed mm-hmm. as a beer that could travel long distances in some pretty um, rough and tough conditions, especially heat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they're so hoppy was the hops were there to protect the beer against the heat so it didn't go bad on the voyage. So Right, right. So I think – I don't know it's chicken and an egg thing, right? Do we associate those <laughs> with those styles because that's when they came out or do those styles come out at the times that we – those would fit best on our yeah. palate? I I guess it's probably up for debate. Mm-hmm. So there, so different times of the year, you're really kind of looking for, um, you're looking for the kind of beers that are going to come out about that. And the reason that you're doing that, uh, in my experience, is not because you want to be traditionalist, although there's nothing wrong with that, or because, you know, the it's going to be better that time of year. But it's because they're being released those yep. t- in those years based on those kind of traditions. And so, like the UFTA that I've got a picture of on my phone – I know that that was made, you know, that that was made in the fall of the year before last and came out this past spring. And now it being January, I don't really want to touch it because <laughs> it's been sitting old. around. Right. And especially if it's if I'm going to a place that isn't keeping them refrigerated. Yeah. So that's that's where we're getting it. So and that's the other thing with, you know, I guess I don't know if all that stuff, I guess if it's bottled in America, it has to be pasteurized. Right. Uh, I assume so. I guess you don't I have don't to pasteurize know. eggs. You can tell eggs. Well, they're not in a bottle, John. Well, they're in little containers. They're like egg bottles. They're like chicken butt bottles, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's I, a lot I, I to know. take it's, in. It is, <laughs> sorry. It's it's there in the head. That's that's all I can say. All right. So we actually have a list here. This is from Beersmith of uh, which is a brewing blog. Oh yeah. Uh, and we've got a list of them. So. The winter time, which is about which is about where we're talking here. So they've got holiday ales, Christmas ales, stouts and porters, um, barley wine, um, 
That's one I'm not really familiar with. Right. I've had a couple of barley I've, wines though that I really liked. Central for Waters, very different reasons. C- Central Waters makes one that we're going to have to cover at some point because oh, I yeah. I ran into that. They make they make four different Central Waters makes three different kinds that are s- similar. Two of them are actually malt uh, liquor. They're not right. Wh- which Santa Claus is? It's a, it's a malt liquor. It's not actually a, a straight beer. Yep, exactly. And that's so that can still be good. Um, but they made one that was actually a beer that we'll talk about at some point and it was delicious. I, I bought, I bought two, four packs of that this season. That nice. was so good. Um, and yeah. then they got smoke stuff, scotch ale, which I'm not a big fan and old ale. I have really? no idea what old ale is. No, me and scotch ale don't like Okay. Each other. Old ale would be like curmudgeon. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so at some point we'll get to curmudgeon. I think, uh, if nothing else, it will be an experience for yeah. your palate. So I don't want to go through the whole list um, with right. summer and fall, but we got spring coming up. And with spring, they've got the Irish and the Irish stout because you know they're St. Patty's Day. Ah, yes. So there's no so – Yeah, Irishman. Yeah, it's it, – so basically look up Diageo's playlist and just take it from there. Then we've got – so more spring ones. we got, of course, the, the India Pale Ales, fr- uh, fruit beers, wheat beer if you're into that. Sayasin, I love Sayasins. I look forward to that every spring. There's so many Sayasins out there that I think in a future podcast we're just going to have to cover a bunch of them. Sure. Um, Let's do it. That's another one of those styles I'm not really familiar with. And as I look further down the list, uh, Blondales and Belgian wit beers. I Mm -hmm. really enjoy a lot of Belgian styles and it's because of the yeast they use and it's, it can be super amazing. So, all right, you're going to have, I will, I will take you on a tour in a future episode of say us on, you take me on uh, a tour of the good Belgian wit beers. Say us on in Belgian. It's an episode. All right. So, that's seasonal beers. I encourage you to look it up. Just go ahead and say, hey, you can go ahead and Google, hey, what beers are in what season? And you'll come up with this. This is uh, Beersmith's Brewing Blog. Um, again, yeah. they are not a sponsor. And I, w- I would say, too, you know, if you're ever confused about what beers come out in what seasons, just look for a dude with a beard drinking beer and just whatever is in his hand, grab one of those. Exactly. You'll know it's probably seasonal. As, as a fellow bearded man, I, I agree. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the tour of the um, fall, spring, winter, and summer beer styles, better known as seasonal. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We'll give that. Well, welcome back to the Driftless Drinks podcast. We are... Not hammered, but very enamored. <laughs> we are with our. We're gonna we're gonna try a new beer here between the two of us. Uh, I don't think either of us have had this, right, John? That that's 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 okay. correct, Mark. So this one is Surly's Grind Core, and a lot of people in the Midwest have been inundated with Surly the last couple of years. Their marketing is quite heavy in this area, um, but by all accounts, they've done some really nice things. So I'm very interested to try this out. Now, this Surly Grind car has kind of a, uh, I mean, the label is total punk rock, right? Like, yeah, if you, definitely. If you put snorkels on your Jeep, it wouldn't be any more <laughs> punk rock than this label right here. But it is a stout brewed with espresso and lactose. All right. Yeah. Brewed and canned by Surly Company, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. And this is a 16 ounce can. So it's an espresso milk stout. Ringing in at about 6% punk rock on the label. So uh, 
I'm gonna toss this over to John here while I crack this thing open and pour us out some stuff and just uh oh yeah let me give a glass get a little earlier. bit of background we'll on this thing yeah let's see what we got here and hang on what hold it oh that's nice oh yeah all right so yeah so uh, I'm looking at beer advocate here so I want to I want to see what okay. other people are saying before we start seeing what Surly thinks of itself because um uh so again they're they're saying yeah six six point um, there's no commercial notes on this thing. We've got a number of reviews. Uh, Beer Advocate is saying that it's a 4.06 out of five after 12 rankings. So uh, 12, that's it. 12 rankings. That's all I've got on this. Surprising. Thing. Yeah. This must be pretty new then, huh? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I'm not sure when it, I think I started seeing it just, oh, you're pouring the whole thing. All right. Well, what's well, a 16? It's a pint. So we've got some people. So just to crab a smattering or two, some people are very verbose on this site. They take after me. Uh, <laughs> Maybe they're students of yours. I I used a sixteen ounce can snifter glass. Okay, so uh, settle down there. All right, snooty yeah, mix, snooty gin. <laughs> so we've got uh, has a taste of carbonated espresso. Uh, I could make this my morning coffee fix and be very satisfied. Um, that was from uh, Sconamike. Uh, good picture. I respect anybody who actually puts their face. In, in their picture here, What's we've he got it. Like? Uh, he looks like my gym teacher. No, oh, um, fair yeah. enough. Moving I, on. I mean, and that's not in a bad way. Uh, a lot of people are giving this a, in the fours, in the upper threes, is what we're seeing here, of course, because that would average it out. What do you What do you got for kind of buzzwords as you scroll? Uh, buzzwords as I'm looking through this, I'm getting there's creamy. A lot of people are saying caramel round with a dark chocolate flavor. Mm. Um, this person starts off with four score and seven years ago. So we're going to skip that one. Listen, Abe Lincoln. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm kidding. All right. So I do want to, I'll read this one here. This is from Zeph 80. Uh, he gave it a 4.1, uh, which is interesting. It's like, okay, well, it's a little better than a four man. Right. Oddly specific. But he says 16 ounce can, which we knew it was going to say that anyway, poured out in opaque jet black color with a light brown head of foam. But I would say that the lacing on the edges of the glass is considerably lighter. It's almost white, in my opinion. A little bit of beigeness, maybe. But if you stick your nose in the glass here, All right. let's do this together. It smells like the perfect <laughs> glass of Sunday morning, Joe. It, it, I mean, uh, tomorrow morning being Sunday, we, you know what? I'm going to keep a candle. Yeah, I'll try if, it then. If my tomorrow morning coffee right. is anything close to this, I'm going to be a very happy guy coming to class. I wonder, I, it's a 6.0, so I wonder how I'm going to play racquetball after that. All right. So, so he actually says it smells, this is back to, to Zef here. It smells of coffee, roastiness, chocolate, and toffee. Not getting the toffee. I don't. I don't get toffee either. But it is heavy coffee, heavy roast. I definitely get chocolatey out of it. No booze on the nose. No. Um. But yeah, jet black. Um. Definitely. Can't see through. Opaque. Um. Again, and uh, it looks inviting enough. It does look as you roll it around the glass. It looks maybe just a bit thin. Yep. And that's just what my eyes are telling me. Yeah. So, so, I'm gonna, so we're, we're looking at a high gravity. Yeah. Now, before we go, before we try it here. Okay. So let's, let's see what Surly thinks of itself here. All right. All right. So it's uh, 6%, of course. Uh, it's using warrior hops. So the malt, they're using a two-row malt, uh, pale malt, and then a roasted barley, which obviously. Okay. And then they're using a chocolate malt. I've always huh. been, I always think that a chocolate malt addition to a stout is a good idea. Uh, color black, of course. We already said that. 
and then they say it's a house ale yeast, and then the IBU is moderate, which is weird. Why don't they give you what the IB inter, you know international bitterness unit what the IBU is intergalactic yes <laughs> intergalactic. Uh, but uvula, what I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna wow. ever. I'm never gonna say that phrase again. That escalated quickly. The, I'm sorry, it does. <laughs> All right, so they're saying uh, brewed with espresso, grind core. They didn't say espresso anyway. Brewed with espresso, That's grind so core combines intense coffee flavor with a rich, slightly sweet body of a stout, brimming with velvety, roasty decadence. Mm-hmm. Decadence. <laughs> All right, well, and it says we'll see, guys. We'll see. And it says rise, grind, repeat. Or is that supposed to be rinse? Can't um, be rinse. How the hell do you spell rinse? Uh, I R. <laughs> All right. We're, That's as far I'm going to say it's. I'm going to say it's. I'm going to say it's. I have no idea. That looks like rise to me. Oh, there's no end. So there's no end. Oh. So it's rise. All right. I'm not. I'm not a fool. Rise. Okay. Grind. Repeat. repeat. I don't. I don't know what rise means. I think they mean get out of bed. Oh. oh. I'm not grinding. Coffee stout. All right. My four pack didn't work. Not gonna lie, that was a long intro. Let's bury this thing. Okay, so here's what I'm picking up. All right, lay down. I can confirm as I rolled it around the glass that I thought it was going to be thin. It is, in my opinion. I also would like to see how this thing warms in the glass a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, as it is uh, oh, good call. chilled probably to, I don't know, I'd say right around 40 degrees when we poured this out, which probably is a mistake on my part for uh, over-chilling here. Uh, we, oh, you didn't I, know I did that? No, I left it outside. Oh. Yeah. It's I, cold here. It's I'm, Wisconsin. I bet it's the other ones are pretty cold, too. So, uh, And just so, um, and nobody can see this, but we are both cradling <laughs> these tulip glasses as if they're the head of our children I, as they're throwing up or yeah, something. And, before I, I'm actually gonna grab a butane torch. What? And uh, yeah. No, you, that. you. Hey. Can I borrow your lighter? You remember 2017, right? Uh, no. no. Let's not do and, that again. Uh, let's not do that again. Oh, okay. Um, not, John's yeah. telling me I can't do this. Well, I'm not. Um, no, you, you can. It's the fire marshal gonna tell you you can't the second time. He still hasn't got over the loss of the goat. So. Yeah, this thing is just so heavy. Coffee on the nose. I guess the interesting thing to me. Is that it does come across like a coffee in that fashion where it's not so, I guess, thick and heavy. It is uh, much lighter on the palate, I guess I would say. Yeah. And see, I would, I'm I'm right there with you when you were talking about how, how it was lighter. I'm, I'm thinking it isn't trying to be a heavy stout. No. Supposedly they make a grindcore nitro that I haven't seen. Um, I just saw it in the, in the listings on the, on the website. Uh, But the, um, it, it is the thinness of it does lend itself to more of coffee. This yep. this seems like coffee. So Certainly if they're trying does. to make a breakfast, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm probably be fine with waking up with one of these. Yeah, and I get far more coffee than I get chocolate out of that. Oh, absolutely. It does have a little bit of a very dark roast or maybe a burnt chocolate on the way on the back end, as it kind of passes. Yeah, passes over your. Uh, but so does good coffee. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I mean, it makes no bones about it, but just by looking at the label where it says, wake up. (laughs) Uh, So the marketing on the label reads, (laughs) an aggressive, unapologetic barrage of deep coffee flavor defines Grand Corps, fusing a rich, slightly sweet stout body with roasty, complex espresso notes. 
Grindcore thrashes with fervent, uncommon purpose. All right, so let's Which ta- is really fancy for taste a lot like what you should be drinking for breakfast. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it does taste like a, a very heavy coffee. Yeah. yeah Excellent dark roast. As a stout in general, I'm I'm a bit more a fan of something that lingers on your palate and sticks and stays a little more. But that being said, I don't think that's what they're after in this one by any stretch of the imagination. So for what it is, I mean, I'm good. It uh, It's very interesting and extremely coffee heavy, and I there's nothing wrong with that. No, uh, and... I'm I'm in complete agreement. the The thing I would I would say about it is that this is not something you know. A lot of stouts, especially those who who tout themselves or actually call themselves breakfast stouts, um, they're to the point where you'd almost like you know if this was thicker, if I put this in a pan and reduced it, I'd almost put this on pancakes. And mm-hmm. some of them tasting you know right out of the bomber tastes like I would almost put this on pancakes. I no specific names come to mind whatsoever. But as I as I'm trying this, this is not this. This is what I would have next breakfast, which is which makes yep. more sense to me in, in, a, in a lot of in a lot of respects. Now what I do it, it and I will say also there's not a lot of depth here. There's not a lot of complexity. Right. This is going to taste like a coffee beer and that's about it. A yep. really I, I think a really good coffee beer because I've had some bad ones. Um, which I will not name, but there, but this is a good one. Now, the, the thing, I, the thing I'm a little put off on is this can. Let's talk about the, <laughs> what we're looking at here is a line drawing here of some go. guy who's got his face caught between two sprockets that also look like buttons for some reason. And oh, yeah. his head is exploding in coffee beans out of the top of his skull. There, it isn't that coffee. It isn't that. First of all, it's not that much coffee. Second of all, this is way too violent an image for the morning. This is not the thing I want to see as my bleary eyes are opening the fridge. All right, just they're not. You're not right. that extreme in the morning. No, yet. no. And when we're talking about grind court, there's an allusion there to hardcore skateboarders, of which this means nothing, right? Because I mean, if you're if you're if you're grind core to me is a is a skateboarding term. And so I'm not I'm not getting it out of that. Yeah. So I'm I mean, I'm not. Does this look like cool the guy on, from uh, on the cover of Suicidal Tendencies joined the army? I mean, is he just older and drinking coffee <laughs> now? And he's, he's just older than the poor he's guy. Got his got, head caught. In a, he got caught. Yeah, he got caught in a coffee in a grinding grinder. wheel. Yeah. yeah. Which no, nah, it ain't. I don't know. I ain't. Uh, it's, I'll go pull that record. There's here. more violence than I need in the morning. Yeah, it, I mean. And this is one of the things I think people are kind of divided on with Surly. And um, I know I have uh, varying opinions of it is their marketing is super aggressive, right? Yep. Oh, um, oh you think Todd is a little aggressive? <laughs> um, I mean, we're at Battle Axe and the Danzig skull, you know, and that kind of thing. So, like, it's one of those things. Or is it is it style over substance? Is there enough substance to back up the style? All right. So... I leave that open to interpretation. For me, it's always been a bit over the top, and this one kind of falls in that category as well. Although I would say for what they're trying to do with this thing, um, I think they hit the mark 100%. Yeah, I, 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 I agree as far as I think that the brewmaster is doing their job on this one. I go, so, I go into a bar and they've got this on tap. Yeah, I'm in. 
I'm in for the, I'm in for this one. Yeah. I'd actually see, uh, be interested to see how it translates to tap. Cause this, this thing is warming in the glass. I wouldn't say that the body is coming alive more, but I really think that the notes of the coffee are really starting to come through now. Oh yeah. Right. Like there's more depth to the coffee flavor of it. Right. Yeah. So that's interesting to me. It's getting roastier. That's, that's what yeah, I would say. You absolutely. know, when the guy, when the guy said, you know, as I'm looking through the, as I'm looking through the beer advocate reviews from, from the population out there, somebody said it's roastiness. And I thought that was kind of silly. And like, no, no, he's right. No. I mean, yep. he had one that was warmer than the one that we were trying. Absolutely. And, and so, yeah. Yep. So, and this is one of those things that at some point we should talk about that too. But when you pour a beer, and I know we have this on our agenda for another podcast about mm-hmm. talking, uh, about where, flights. Yes. So okay. this leads into the flight conversation. Spoiler alert for next mm-hmm. show, but mm-hmm. not really. It's a teaser, not a spoiler. So, um, <laughs> so you are what, what happens is as you pour a beer into a glass, it changes, it evolves as you drink it because mm-hmm. the room around it, the oxygen in the air and the temperature of it all change, right? So mm-hmm. it evolves in the glass as you're drinking it. Yep. So. I like beers that are friendly on the front end and on the back end for obvious reasons. That being said, there are certain beers and one that comes to mind that knocks us out of the park is North Coast uh, Old Rasputin. Oh, oh When you yes, pour yes, that yes. thing cold, right? Because most of us just keep beer in a fridge. Not a lot of us have our own temp-controlled separate fridges for different styles of beers, right? No, nobody. So know. when you pour this thing cold into your glass... It is notably hoppy. I wouldn't call it thin, but I wouldn't call it full bodied either. If you let it sit for 15 minutes, I did this to a friend of mine, Dave, who had uh, gotten a few as, or no, it was Russ. Russ had a few from a friend of his mm-hmm. that uh, gave them to him as a present for his birthday or something, right? And he goes, right. So what do I do with this beer? Tell me about it. And I said, You pour it into your glass cold from the fridge. Leave it on your counter, set a timer for 15 minutes and come back to it and then sit down with it and start drinking for the next half hour. Yep. Because you've accelerated that warming process in the glass and that's where that beer really shines is right when you start warming it up, it starts hitting about, you know, 50 degrees right in there and and then you can shake hands and, and, and be good buddies for the next half hour because, um, and there are certain beers that do that. And the, this, uh, certainly kind of falls under that category. I want to say. Yep. I, I fully agree. It is the, the longer it's sitting here, the better. And you know, in the morning (laughs) I'm sitting there. So, so pour it before you start making the, the hash browns. Yep. Cause you know, you make the hash browns, take some, pour it first, grab a cup of actual coffee, make breakfast, come back to it. Yes. Yeah. Definitely have coffee with it. Um, All right, so we we good for for this uh, this uh, installment of crack a new one? Yeah, we cracked the new one. It was the Surly Grindcore uh, Uber Steampunk Extreme Graphics, <laughs> <laughs> and also Uber Heavy on the Coffee Espresso Notes. Marketed as such, delivering on all counts. Um, Surly Grindcore. Thanks for introducing. Yeah, sounds good. So I guess in closing, John, 
Quick yeah. thoughts on Founders CBS. Liked it. I, you know, the thing about the CBS is it was a big surprise to me. Um, the maple was a back note and it was a welcome one. It kind of played really nice with that bourbon. I'm I'm going to buy one and let it age. I bet it's going to kick butt in uh, 2020. Yeah, agreed. I think that one could use a little bit of legs, but at the same point, that is a wonderful beer and I enjoy it thoroughly. And I'm glad I was able to introduce you to something that you hopefully can enjoy in the future as well. Definitely. So what do we think What do we think collectively about Grindcore here? All right, so Grindcore, Surly, generally speaking, very aggressive marketing at the same time. <laughs> um, I would say that this beer nails exactly what they were going for. Heavy coffee notes. If you're a coffee fan, if you're a um, lighter mouthfeel kind of stout fan or a dry stout fan, I would definitely, definitely give this thing a shot. Um, overall, I think they set out to uh they accomplished exactly what they set out to and uh generally speaking as this thing warms in the glass i it really went way above my expectations so i i enjoyed this one you bet while you're waiting for your pancakes because remember when you mix pancake batter you should wait 45 minutes while you're waiting that last 15 we'll let one of these warm up in the glass yeah exactly all right so next time we're going to be looking at uh, a new kind of beer that came out just in october uh and it's brute beer the brute. The fruit brute. brute. We're going to try brute. We're going to try some brute beer. B R U T with uh some umlauts? There's no umlauts. No, nah, nah, it's it's like the champagne. Uh, so that's it for this episode of Driftless Drinks. I'm John. My name is Mark. Crack one open for us. We'll see you next time. Night. Ah! You don't have a cough button. No, don't need one. Don't need. Don't cough. We're gonna we're not gonna cough. <laughs>